0: Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of No One Is Listening. I'm one of your co-hosts, Steve. With me, as always, is Jen. Jen, you want to say oh, hello, hi?
1: Hello, hello, hello. Uh,
0: so uh, Jen called me on the Spidey phone and we're like, we need to do an emergency pod. And I was like, you're absolutely right. And of course, today we're talking about Spider-Man No Way Home. Jen, when did you watch this movie?
1: I did something I never do. I watched it on opening night, but not like a midnight showing. Like, I think it was like an 8.45 p.m. showing. Um, (sighs) and you were the very first person I texted after Wait, is that true? Is that true?
0: Oh, that's awesome. Absolutely. That's awesome. And your text was, I didn't know. Originally, I thought there was an emergency because you never do like all caps (laughs) or like a million exclamation mark text. And I was like, wait, what's going on? Um. And you were like, I think you said something. like It's so good, you have to watch this. And I was like, Whoa. Wait, did I
1: even tell you what movie? Like, was I just like, This is so good, and you're just like, But uh,
0: no, I think, oh God, I don't, I, I don't, I don't remember you mentioning Spider-Man, but I knew, and I guess you must have said it. But I was like, Oh man, like, I remember th- as soon as I got your text, I looked at my wife and was like, Okay, we have to buy tickets like now. Then, like, I, I now I really want to see it. You know, I mean, I was gonna see it, but and I really so, want to see it. But that's
1: very sweet of you because I feel like we have different tastes. <laughs> y-
0: you know what? We do, but it's like a Venn diagram. You know, okay. there are the MCU things... stuff. Yeah, well, it's the MCU stuff. It's kind of like more. Uh, I feel like comedies, like, are in that Venn diagram. You know, um, so at least, at least for me, yeah. I think, I think you have like your stuff, I have my stuff, and then the MCU. And comedies kind of are in that middle ground for that vent diagram.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but let's let's get right into it. What was your movie watching experience like?
1: So I will say that watching this really rivaled Endgame movie watching. Um, and I'd never yeah, thought I would I say that, like in a post. Like I didn't know that was possible. And they uh what is the not post it's like we're living in the pandemic right now yeah um and well first of all there's no oh, social that's a good distancing point. right like there's literally no social distancing in theaters anymore so every single seat was full and i had like you know, they play, like, 20 previews, and literally, like, the guy next to me would, like, sigh every time another preview came on, and I was, like, my man... He would, the... Wait, he would sigh? Yeah, because he's, like, when is the movie starting? Oh, and, like, really? I was, like, I feel the same way, but, like, for different reasons. I was, like, I the sooner this starts, the sooner it ends, and I have to go home, and I have to go to sleep and go to work tomorrow. <laughs> uh, but I think he was just, like, I need to watch this, like, ASAP. And so, um, like, the tension was building. But, yeah, like, this is, like, the top three like movie going
0: experiences, I think I've ever had. Wow. What was yours like? You know, mine was mine wasn't that intense because I saw it. I think I want to say I think I saw it a week after. So I I saw it the Thursday after because that weekend was uh was like uh, kind of busy for me. Yeah, I mean it's and the holidays. So, yeah, it was it was the holidays, and, but um, so I saw it the Thursday after, and yeah, so this past Thursday, and it was still packed. You know, it was still packed, um, and people were, like, incredibly hyped for it, for sure. I think anytime you see a movie, like, the week it comes out, especially when it's, like, a Wednesday release and you watch it, like, before Saturday or even up to that weekend, it's going to be intense. You okay. know, because everyone there is either, like— And actually, I want you to share, like, how you got the tickets, too, because I think a lot of people think it was, like, really hard to get tickets, and it it was. I'm not saying it wasn't, but the people who buy tickets that early are, like, nothing is going to stop me. Like, there could be dinosaurs outside, and I'm going to be in this theater, like, watching this movie. It could be – there could be, like, a nuclear holocaust outside, and I'm going to, like – they're going to find, like, hundreds of years from now, they will find my remains in this theater because that's, that's how dedicated I am that's to, like, watching this.
1: really funny. Um, I, honestly, I would not have been one of those people who are like, I need to watch this on opening night and, like, I don't care what's happening outside, like, the world can be ending, and but I need to be watching this first showing. But my high school friend, he had bought four tickets and um, he was like, do you want do you want to be the fourth seat? And I had nothing else to do on a Thursday night. And also I was curious about the movie and I love, I love this Spider-Man. Like I love Tom Holland as Spider-Man, which we can get into. Mm-hmm. Um, so I said, yes. And then as soon as I said, yes, I felt kind of like nervous about it because mm-hmm. um, I don't love, like I've never really loved going to a movie opening night um, and even on opening weekend. And like the only time where I was like I must go see I mean and I feel that way about a lot of like indie films because I'm like if I don't see it this weekend like <laughs> and me being one seat in in the theater is not going to be that helpful but like if this movie doesn't find an audience like that first yeah. weekend like it's dead so, it's like, gone. I, I yeah. have felt that way about like like non blockbuster movies but with blockbuster movies and like I don't need to go like it'll survive and it'll be You know, it'll be in theaters for a long time. The only time I felt this way was Endgame because I was so invested. Like, you know how I got into the MCU. and like, I was so invested in it, and I had to be there. And I didn't even go the opening night. I went, like, Sunday, so, like, the last day of the opening weekend. Yeah.
0: yeah, It's, like,
1: I I went, but, like, because I told him that I would go. And then I sat in the theater being, like, what am I doing here? Because... I think this is what our reality is if it's not COVID. And I wasn't actually thinking about COVID. I was thinking about, like, what happens if somebody comes in here and shoots up the theater? And I think that's, like, the most depressing, terrible way to think about stuff. And I don't recommend living life that way. But it is a thought that crosses my mind. And I, I, I mean, I think For sure. you sort of agree. Yeah. Um, yeah, being in a crowded theater with complete strangers and being, like, literally, like, you know, the optimal seats in the house are in the middle, like, up, <laughs> right? So, like, you're literally, I'm just like, uh, the exit is so far away from me. How do I get out of here? Um, there will be a stampede, and I will be the first person to be trampled. So, like, yeah. Um, How do you feel about yeah stuff like that?
0: Yeah, I mean, very, very similarly. You know, we were in the theater, and... Um, I don't know what your theater was like. Oh, I'm mean, actually I do. I just I'm saying this so you can share too, because we talked about it before. In, in my theater, um, a, everyone was wearing masks, and not a lot of people were doing the. Oh, I have like popcorn and a soda, so my mask will be down like ninety percent of the time. It's just a chin strap, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, most I was looking around, and most people. And I don't know if it was um because. It was like the Thursday after, and so it wasn't a lot of kids. It wasn't a lot of like teenagers. It was a mostly like a like a young adult crowd, um, but you know, most people had their masks on, you know, uh, for the most for the most part the whole time. And I know that's not like the case for most people, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, I was, and I was sharing with you like uh, yeah, my wife and I like almost every time we go see a movie for the past like few years, we just. It's like you know they do the thing in the beginning where it's like, oh, make sure you know where your exits are. Make and you're and, like, yeah, noted. Like, I know na- this. Yeah. I used to never do that, and then yeah, the past few years, I, I, that's the first thing we do. You know, it's so like,
1: sad. You know, yeah, it sucks.
0: It yeah. sucks. And yeah. uh, but then as soon as the movie starts, it like totally goes away. I like, yeah. totally forget about it. You know, but yeah, it's, it, there's a little bit of like nerves there. I don't know about nerves. It's just like use that to be aware. You yeah. Know? And it's, it's not, it doesn't make, like you said, it doesn't make for like the best movie experience. It's the only time where I'm like, oh yeah, maybe like, should I start watching movies at home more, even though I don't have the right setup, you know?
1: So. Yeah, obviously AMC is going to hire us to uh, or sponsor this podcast after this, but uh, <laughs> uh, but I think that's like you know, But then you know, I think that's enough about like our <laughs> trepidations about theaters because like the minute the movie started, all of that. Was, oh
0: yeah, all like, of it goes. A hundred you, you just totally forget it, and, and it
1: was. It's because I think more so than not, like this movie literally picks up the minute after. Oh yeah the second movie ended, so they, like, really just, like, kind of, like, hook you right there. Yeah, um, yeah. And I guess what Steve and I are going to do is talk and dance around spoilers for the first ten minutes and yeah, talk about it'll be, how it'll we be a felt spoiler about free this. Review, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for a little and bit, yeah. And then we're going to warn everybody so that you can turn it off if you haven't watched the movie yet, um, and I highly recommend you go in unspoiled if you haven't watched it yet, um, and then we'll talk about spoilers. But, yeah, so, in general... Um, Steve, like, where does this like, how you, you like this movie, right?
0: Yeah, I can yeah, I, say I, that. I, yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I definitely, I definitely enjoyed it. It was, I mean, I I had a lot of fun watching it. It
1: you was know, so fun.
0: It was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, this will be spoiler free, so I'm not definitely not, not spoiling anything. Um, I'll just like say what what I've been telling people, like my friends who have not watched the movie, right, which is um i think it's not a perfect movie right it's not mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. Uh, ironclad i think you and i can talk about this cuz you know I, I think you and i agree it's like it's not ironclad in terms of like um like the plot like there are definitely like plot holes and things that like kind of if you think ab- if you think about it it's not in the moment but just yeah. if you think about it you're like wait what? Like, yes, I, yes, what? Yes, yes, yes. And know? we can and,
1: talk about that later cuz I yeah. have a lot of those questions.
0: You know, I mean cuz uh I you had a really good uh rule of thumb, right? You said we should don't talk about anything that's not in the trailers, right? Mm-hmm. And so like once you get into like Doctor Strange ish type stuff cuz you know, he's obviously in the movie and and all this stuff um it can get like a little wonky, but something that I that I realized especially with this movie in particular is if the story is great, like the audience will forgive plot, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know? And, and there might be some people being like, oh, what's the difference between like story and like plot? Like, what does that even mean? And it's like, the way I see it is like plot is like what happens. The story is like what the movie is about. Right. So, um, you know, I'm trying to think of a, Okay, so like Star Wars, for example, and I'm not saying you have to like Star Wars to get this analogy, but it's like Star Wars, the plot is you know, uh, this boy has to uh, meet people and um, you know, like join a rebellion to defeat like an evil empire, right? But the story is like this boy uh, coming to grips with like the what happened to his father,
1: Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. know, it's,
0: it's the difference between like story and plot right um plot is like what happens in a movie but the story is like what it's about actually the best example i've heard and i've i've heard this on like the watch uh the watch podcast and Mm -hmm. i and i've i've read it in interviews with like seth rogan it's super bad right the plot is like two high school boys trying to throw a party and get laid right that's the plot the story is two best friends coming to grips with the fact that they will no longer be together once they go off to college
1: mm, yeah you okay know? so the plot is like a pitch
0: exactly so you know in in spider and i'm sure we'll talk about the plot more like later because that is like a spoilery thing plot kind of doesn't make sense if you really think about it. but the story the story of tom holland i have found to be incredibly consistent between all three spider-man movies mm-hmm, which is mm-hmm. this kid <laughs> Where things just keep going wrong, and all he wants is a normal life. Yeah. All he wants is a normal life, but only the craziest things happen to him, and he's always put in, like, uh, inconvenient situation, and you just feel for him. You feel for him the whole time, you know, and it just – his life sucks, even though he has these awesome superpowers and he was like Tony Stark's protégé or whatever like his life just like it's the he has the opposite life of Tony Stark even like you know what i mean
1: do you really feel like his life sucks cuz I, I think I that do. he um i don't know i don't feel that way uh well you know we can save this for the spoiler part of like what happens in over the course of this movie but like I feel like in general he's this well adjusted, well taken care of Spider-Man. Right. Mm -hmm, Like mm -hmm. his family life, I mean, I don't know if they talk about his parents or anything, but like his like Aunt May, like is is his like mom essentially, and like he's not in desperate search. Like he doesn't have father issues or anything like that. Like the love that Aunt May and, like, the support and care that, like, she provides for him is, like, literally enough for, like, having, like, two parents, I, I always feel. So, like, in terms of, like, a family life, I just feel like he's so well-adjusted. And then, like, with, like, his, like, friends, like, he's not, like, an outcast at school or anything like that, like, him and his best friend and, like, um MJ from, like, the second movie, like, I don't know, like, I I've always just felt, like, in terms of a a Spider-Man who has no real, like, life problems. Like, Tom Holland's Peter Parker is is him. And, like, obviously, like, he wrestles with a sense of, like, wanting to do right and, like, fight for justice and all of this stuff. But, like, he has mentors. Like, he has, like, access to th- Like, I don't know. Like, I, I just, I don't, I've never felt like his life has sucked in any way other than the troubles that he gets into as being, like, Spider-Man.
0: Yeah, no, you know what it is? Because th- this is one of the things about Spider-Man, like, the character, not, like, Tom Holland's version, but just, like, in general. It's, like, this is why he's so popular, because it's not that far of a reach. Because, C- like, with every with all the other superheroes, right, it's, like, it's not just their powers that are super. It's, like, they are super, you mm-hmm. know? they're They're, like, little... Uh, that's why it's like unbelievable like I remember um I guess I remember taking a class in college and it was like yeah you know um it was like a psych class and they were like yeah you know uh this dude actually tried to be a vigilante in New York City during like the summer of Sam you know Mm -hmm. and um he ended up being like psychotic you know and like superheroes that's why like it's impossible that's why it's like impossible to actually have superheroes, not because of the powers, but because of like the character. And Spider-Man's the only one where it's like he's always like miserable. He's all, and you're right. Tom Holland's version is not like that, but I think this movie interests him closer to that. And yeah, I think so, I think so. I think that's what the studio recognizes. Like, oh, what makes Spider-Man? Well, here's the thing. It's like this is like the secret sauce, right? He has to be charismatic and super likable, but he you also have to feel like oh yeah, like, my life sucks, and, like, this guy's life sucks, too, you know?
1: Yeah, like, there's a definite, like, bigger pull of, like, what he's doing other than, like, being a teenage kid that, like, has spidey tingling, tinglys. I don't <laughs> know. What do they call it?
0: Um, the Peter Tingle, yeah.
1: Peter Tingle, and, like, is able to do stuff. Like, there's there's got to be things that, like, drive drive that drive much more so, and I think this is definitely... Like, everything I just said leading up to this point changes with yeah. this movie. Um, so, in general, I think we can kind of start talking about spoilers a little bit. But, like, before we do that, maybe we can just finish off this, like, non-spoiler part with, like, one, we both love the movie. We both really, really like the movie. Really
0: Does liked it, yeah. Does
1: this movie change um, your current Marvel rankings in any way?
0: Uh, I, don't, I don't think so, to be okay. honest. I think, I, she, I think like my wife. saying, yeah. yeah. My wife asked me the same thing. She's like, "Oh, like, is this like uh would you?" She was like, "Is this like uh even close to like your top Marvel movie?" I was like, "Oh, no way. I was, it's still like Black Panther. Like Black. I still remember like everything about Black Panther. I, I there are very specific scenes in Black Panther that like I love. You know mm-hmm. that like still give me goosebumps when I think about. Um And I think it it's similar to like uh, I would say Endgame. Like the I think the the one part that everyone still talks about in Endgame is like when Cap uh, picks up like Thor's hammer, and it's mm-hmm. like that was like it was like the they plant that seed years ago, and it like pays off like later. You know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. so I think it's because. This is, like, the culmination of, like, three Spider-Man movies, and, you know, his appearance starts in, you know, like, Civil War, um, and I, I for me, you know, it's, like, on that kind of level where it's, like, oh, like, I, this is gonna sound kind of weird. I'm more, like, yes, I enjoyed the movie, and I think they did a great job, and I think, again, you can ignore all the plot stuff if the story is great, and that's not just with Marvel movies, that's, like, with any movie. You know what I mean? If you get me emotionally invested, I can forgive all the "quote unquote" like mistakes you make, because at the end of the day, that's not that important, right? Yeah. Um But um, it's more more than that. Feel is like impressed that they were okay. able to do. All, it's like a feat. It's like an it's like a an achievement that I'm more in awe of than like, oh wow, that was like an amazing movie.
1: Yeah, I get all everything that you're saying um I think I'm not I'm probably in the I,
0: minority to be honest with you
1: though. no I don't know that you are and I think that like when you think about like all of the like 20 or so like Marvel movies like I think universally like Black Panther is like up there and like up like I think Winter Soldier is probably up there um I just have different feelings for why I like things and it's not based on like the lore or like um the technical achievements or anything it's just the way that I felt watching these things mm-hmm. and I will say that this um, far from home like has edged up to my top three um, and I forget how I ranked my top
0: Mitch top I three'm
1: I, 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 I pretty sure it was like I'm pretty sure it was like winter soldier I know
0: that I know for a fact your first one was Soldier. I know and then,
1: end game and then Black Panther.
0: I think so. I think I that, think that, that was right. my
1: ranking. Um, and like Black Panther has now become number four. and it's it's just because of the way that I felt watching this. and i I don't want to get into it until we start talking about like the stuff that people shouldn't hear about unless you know they watch what? the movie, So Jen, let's maybe Jen, yeah, let's get into it. Okay. So, Let's get into it. if us watched this movie, you need to turn this off and come yeah. back yeah. after you watched it. We've don't say we didn't warn you. So, go ahead and do that and now we're going to start talking about spoilers. Go for it. So, I am not like a Spider-Man like Stan and like I barely remember the first the other two Spider-Man movies, like pre-Marvel. Um, but if I were to be a fan, and I feel this way not being like a stan, I thought this was the best, like um, not just wrap-up of like Tom Holland's triple movies, like and who knows if he's gonna make more or not. I mean Amy um, Pascal
0: makes it sound like they're I making mean, another And then trilogy. I think
1: Kevin Feige wants to like murder her as she's like talking I know, I about know. this. Um but it was the most emotionally fulfilling and, like, um, emotional, I feel like, superhero movies that's been made in a really long time. Wait, I can, I, can it, I
0: stop you yeah, right there for a second? Yeah, yeah. Because you touched on a, a like, I, I have, like, this note. I, I, I couldn't agree with you more, Jen. I, I have written down here, right? What I love about this movie is that it is fun and emotional, but without being dark and serious. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it, like and you don't have to. There's plenty of super
1: dark and serious parts, but it's right. not like DC dark, like literal dark. It doesn't
0: um, have to, like, uh, there's no. I don't want to say there's no effort, like, they didn't try, Um, but it, it, there's almost an effortlessness to the. It's, like, so organic.
1: Absolutely, yeah. And it's true to who and the tone of these movies in general. Like, Tom Collins yes, movies are, That's like. That's the word I'm
0: looking for, yes.
1: They're literally young adult like teenager movies and it's because he's a teenager he's like a 17 year old who makes stupid mistakes and some of the plot holes that like I want to talk about are exactly about like how dumb he is you know um and you can't fault him mm, because he's mm-hmm. a he's a boy he's a he's a growing high school boy like of course he's not not going to think about certain things or of course like his like he doesn't have the emotional maturity to, like think about certain things or like work things out in his head, in um, his desperateness, desperosity, I don't know, des- what is the word? Um, desperation. Desperation, yes, desperation <laughs> to, like, you know, right the wrongs, or, like, um, mis- like erase the mistakes he's made, or whatever, but anyways, um, I just thought that this was the most, like, supreme version of what fan service looks like not just for tom holland spider-man fans but like the entire franchise in general and the fact that they're able to do they were able to do that um with like two different studios and frankly three different actors and three different like kind of generations like scheduling was like I like I think my mind is just like so blown about like how they were able to like do all this and like I think we're just dancing around it right now. But the fact that like toby Maguire and Andrew mm-hmm. Garfield, like I don't Come think it's that big of a surprise just because people have been talking about it for so long. I know. But I did not expect them to be used for like a third of the movie that the, that they were. Like I thought they were gonna be quick cameos or like, you know what I mean? Like that's they're interesting. so integral to like the, like, last arc of this movie and, like, pretty much the climax that, like, I just did not expect that, and, like, I mean, my entire theater lost their minds a couple of times, um, Mm -hmm. but when they opened up those, like, portals and, like, I I mean, like, the guy next to me was, like, literally, like, having a meltdown in his seat, and I was, like, do you want a (laughs) tissue? Like, are you okay?
0: You know, you know what's really Uh, funny about that? Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Like, uh, I, I, it it's we it's just it we it's very peculiar the age in which we live in mm-hmm. with with information and leaks and all that stuff because i have found and and maybe this is just like my corner of the the internet like where i am in reddit and where i am like on my instagram like explore page or whatever
1: mm-hmm.
0: but i feel not, uh, not in terms of, like, satisfaction, but in terms of expectation. I think you and I are actually in the minority where we expected a cameo. Maybe at most 10 to 20 minutes of Spider-Men, you know? Yeah. Um, I feel like building up to it, it was, like, it's going to be the three. Like, when it was first kind of, like, rumored and leaked, people thought it was going to just, like be three main characters
1: oh then you know? maybe it is not the corner that I live in because I didn't even think about that and I just think I thought about it in terms of like what it takes to do that behind the scenes and again like if hey, you're well drawing that's the thing money, you know people... what it would
0: take you know what yeah. it would and take so like, and you're you know like, like that's unrealistic
1: what are you doing right now anyway and like Andrew Garfield, wow I mean, I think okay. I'm-, <laughs> I'm just kidding But, like, I just feel like they all have their lives and, like, they've all hung up their suits for particular reasons. And I guess, like, you know, like, I'm going to offer you a billion dollars to come back. Like, why would you say no to that? But the movie didn't also didn't have to do that, right? The amount of cameos and, like, the things that they bring back and the people, like, it just, it didn't even have to be that for, I think, people to have been satisfied and been, like, wow, that's amazing. And so, like, to go above and beyond that, like, I just thought was, like, so cool. And, like, literally, you know that meme where Spider-Man's pointing at each other? Yeah, like, yeah. This is that movie, like, th- this movie is that personified. And, like, yeah. I just was, like, I think I would be losing my mind a lot more if I was, like,
0: really, really
1: into the Spider-Man. And, like, I am finding so much joy out of this, and I'm not even, you know, that. So... <laughs> yeah like I just yeah, um
0: can can we talk about some of the villains real quick? Yeah. I feel like that's not even a spoiler because they're in the in the trailers. Um, I think well one, like great job. obviously, these are like I feel like especially with like Alfred Molina, like when you get British actors to do fantastical parts, it it never goes wrong. and mm. I, I don't know if it's because they are like theater trained. And so they have to be okay with like imagination. you know when you're when you're in theater, it's like you, there's no CGI in the theater. yeah, in like in like a play, I mean, you know what I mean? When you're doing like Shakespeare, you know what I mean? you're just you're just like fully committed the whole time to like possibly looking stupid, but because it's you're doing such a great job, it's like so believable. Yeah. Um and then Willem Defoe is just like amazing. Um, but I thought the smartest part of it was, and this is as someone who's watched those Spider-Man movies like a ton, like multiple times, you were never going to get a better Green Goblin than than uh, Defoe. You're definitely not going to get a better Doc Ock than Melina. So I think one of the smartest things that Feige and and Marvel did was, well, I mean, if the best ones are out there, and our audiences are already familiar with the story. And I I think that's what they did with Spider-Man too. It's like, instead of retelling his origin, let's just pick it up from a point where it's like Spider-Man anew instead of from, like, conception, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they did the same thing with these villains. And it's like, okay, so our, our Spider-Man has now fought the Green Goblin and Doc Ock, and we didn't have to spend an inordinate amount of time setting it up. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, wh- like... It, I remember being in theater, being like, "Oh, this is this is genius!" Like, I I never would have thought like that, you know. And yeah. And this is that it's that kind of outside the box thinking that leads to you know a billion dollars, a billion dollar box office like worldwide, you know. Yes,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, did you like all the villains that they brought back? Did you think that they yeah. brought back others or like? No,
0: no, it was, was funny. I mean, the, the I literally... two main, the two main are Defoe and Melina.
1: Yes, yes. Which, if you kind of look at it, like, is is Green Goblin like the most powerful villain?
0: Um, you, in are you talking about like in comic lore or no, in, the in
1: like Spider Man uh, verse?
0: I would not say he's the most powerful, but he is his oldest, and like they're they are the one that hate each other the most, mm, okay, by far. By okay. and it's not even they hate each other. They have the most toxic relationship. Okay. I'll say it like that. You know, okay. it's like the most personal. It like gets really icky in some parts, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, there's so many um like with most of the other villains, there's no like personal. There's nothing personal there, but uh with him it is the most personal, the oldest uh relationship he has to a villain like by far, okay. for sure.
1: Okay. Cuz like, you know, he kind of drives a lot of the Lost that Peter Parker.
0: I mean, you can just say it. This is spoiler you, full. I zone, mean,
1: so. yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know why I keep dancing around, even though I gave everybody like plenty of um, time. But I also think it's because like the minute I got home from the theater after I texted you, I was like on Twitter, and of course, like the first image that I saw was some loser asshole like posting photo of like no. all three Spider-Mans. and I that that's why I told you like I actually um texted you and then i texted my friend christina's husband who's like also a big fan of these t- movies and i was literally like you need to stay off the internet like if i had seen that image like and i would have seen it on a thursday night
0: yeah,
1: um, yeah. i would have been really really upset going into it so he was like thanks for the approach," <laughs> but um but i wait what was i saying oh my gosh i'm so we, sorry. we, we were talking yeah
0: we were talking about because you were alluding to the fact that uh Later on in the movie, Green Goblin, Willem Dafoe actually murders Aunt May.
1: Yes, which I cried. Did you cry? I love Aunt May.
0: (laughs) I I, love. I did not, but the theater did.
1: Yeah, Marissa Tomei. I thought that was like such a great like way to sort of like modernize Aunt May and like make her. She's his uncle. Not like not grandmother figure, but like like yeah, like she's like yes, exactly that. So I. You know, that's what like started off me being like, I'm very sad for Peter Parker. And then at the end of the movie, when he loses pretty much everything because nobody knows who he is and remembers who he is, and so he's not only lost the only family that he has, but like Ned and MJ. And like, you know, the movie I think ends on a maybe like hopeful note that like he'll one day like return back to being in their lives in in one way or shape or form. But like, I think the thing that I texted you was just like, I'm really sad though. Like this entire movie was so good and I thought it was so fun and so joyful and so well-made and well done. And I'm so sad. Like, I'm very sad. And you were like, yeah, I mean, that's, that's Spider-Man. He loses things. I'm like, but he lost everything. And you were just like, yeah.
0: <laughs> that's like, that's, that's really 17. Spider-Man. Yeah.
1: He's 17.
0: <laughs> he's know, like just a stupid kid. <laughs> you know what I, I really enjoyed is some movies wouldn't have done this, right? Yeah. Most movies would not have done the Peter Parker at the cafe scene at the mm. end. They would have mm-hmm. left it off as, like, you know, Doc. He, he asks Doctor Strange to make sure to do the spell so everyone forgets him. He sacrifices, essentially, his existence in other people's minds to, like, save reality, um, which is, like, a very, like, Spider-Man thing to do, you know? Um, and then he tells Ned, he tells MJ, I'll find you, and... Yeah, I'll, like, and then I'll you're find supposed you.
1: to just like be done with that, like
0: yeah, and, and yeah, then you leave that of, for the next yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. They leave yeah. it off, and you're like, oh, I can't wait for the next one. But they, br- I was actually, uh I don't know how you felt. I was actually pretty shocked that they actually showed the scene. I thought maybe they'd cut it right as he steps into the kind of like a, I don't know, like a like a Korean drama or something. Like they would stop it right as he like makes eye contact with MJ, and. It, they would end it there, or something like that. But yeah, no, he he has the full on conversation with MJ, and he decides against telling her about him and about their past uh, relationship. And he even with Ned, like he decides to leave him him out of it. He just goes away and is totally totally on his own. Um, I I, I wrote something down here where it was um. You know the the story, right? So we I talked before about story and plot, right? And plot is like Spider-Man and Doctor Strange, you know, tinker with time and reality and have to have to fix it, right? The story yeah. for me is like it's about a a, a young man who, who, with the help of his aunt, is trying to figure out like why do I do what I do, you know, like what is my motivation? And mm-hmm, I, I find mm-hmm. that this movie is really about motivation because if you talk to some people, it's like they love it. There's some people out there. I have a friend who is like, Peter Parker is an idiot. Why would he do that? Because they're so pragmatic, you know, and, and this really, this movie really revolves. And if you go back and that's why I find it. all the movies have been consistent, right? And it's about a kid not just trying to like hold this together, but like do the right thing. Yes. You know, he's trying to yeah. do the right thing and it always yep. puts him in a, in a less convenient position. So why do we do what we do? And tell me what you think about this. Um, I think we've been so busy asking, and I think this movie, not this one, but the last movie, right, uh, Far From Home, mm-hmm. it it leads us down a path of, like, asking, is he the next Iron Man? Where I think where this movie leaves off is, like, and I, I, I don't think they, they say it to you, but for me, I walked away thinking, um, we've been so asking if, like, Tom Holland, or you know, Tom Holland's Peter Parker is the next Iron Man, we've totally missed the fact that he's actually the next Captain America. And I know we have a Captain America in Anthony Mackie, right? Um, But in terms of, like, oh, like, I have... It doesn't matter if this sucks. I'm going to do, like, the right thing. Right. Even if it puts me in a way worse position, even if I have to cause a civil war with my friends. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just going to do... The right thing as our resident Captain America expert, what do you think about that? About
1: well, about that? I never thought about that um, because I guess I just assumed that the mantle of Captain America goes straight to Hawkeye, no, not Hawkeye, um, Falcon
0: Black uh, uh, Falcon, the Falcon, but yeah, no, in yes. terms of but, like the but in terms, but you're core, totally
1: right, you know? yes, and I think the movie sets it up where you're right, like, this is what he's being built towards right so like the entire half of the mo- first half of the movie Aunt May is like teaching him if he doesn't already know which he does because he's your neighborhood spider-man fighting for local justice or whatever um but Peter you have to do the right thing and it doesn't matter like if you lose friends if you lose all these things along the way like like that sense of justice and like that I think is a seed that she plants in him and like that, seed will continue to grow especially because like those are the words that like she gave him right before she died right so like even if she even if she's not alive to remind him that every single day like that's what he has to like believe what i think is interesting here is like i think there has been criticism of this spider-man in general because of his like yeah gadget and like
0: his Stark tech, his, his resources.
1: his Yes, his, his, like, sense of duty and justice and all this stuff, like, almost is, like, an easy thing to do because how is it not easy when you have, like, things that are helping you do that? And, like, one of my favorite scenes, like, actually, like, I found this movie very, very funny in lots of places, but, like, oh, yeah. when the three are, like, together and he's, like, Guys, I was in the Avengers oh my and like so they're funny. just like, That's so great. What is that? A boy band? And like it like it like really honed in for me. I'm just like, Oh, you're totally right. Like he needs to lose all of these things because that's not what Spider Man is about. Like he's not about the gadgets and he's not and like the Avengers MCU Spider Man has become that, but like he needs to be able to stand on his own and like do these things on his own so I'm not sure that I'm answering your actual question here but like I thought of I've thought about it in terms of like that like that he's he has to lose all of these things to um to start at the beginning and like and to be really own this like title of being like spider-man um but in terms of like being in carrying on that mantle of righteousness like yeah I mean yes I just don't know how it works. Like I don't yeah, like and
0: where does he go from here? Um Oh I, I'm I'm very showing showing
1: his own yeah. costumes. Like how what, where does he go from here?
0: Yeah, I think that's a great question and I think that's a great place to be at, you know? Because I, I I find if you if you take a look at this character's arc where he's introduced in a quite literally a superhero civil war between Captain America and Iron Man, right? That's where he's introduced to us. Yeah and you see you know, then he has his adventures with, with Iron Man and then he plays a huge role in those, you know, the Infinity War, uh, and he's a, a, a motivating factor for, for Tony Stark in, in Endgame and then he deals with the repercussions of, you know, Stark technology and, and far from home to, to where he is now. It's actually the inverse it's, it's the reverse order of what you think would have happened um, if you introduced Spider-Man in, like, a... not outside... It, it, with inside-the-box thinking, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know? And if you really think about it, it's, like, this magic trick where he ends up in a place that is identical to the way Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield's Spider-Mans are kind of, like, operating. Yeah. But because we went through this whole reverse journey it feels fresh it feels um like a mystery it feels like the possibilities are endless when it's really just all all the only place you've left him off in is just like a regular spider-man situation which is just like by himself in like a crappy apartment you know but because of how again because of the story because of how we got here it feels like it's a payoff it not feels like it is a payoff you know um i think one thing I loved about this movie is that there was no like mystery box. There's no like reveal. I mean, I get that, you know, the, the the there's kind of like a reveal in that Andrew Garfield and like Tobey Maguire show up, but it, that, that's not like a. It, it wasn't like a, a mystery box that was held above us this whole time. Like who's who's this? Is it you know? Is it Mephisto? <laughs> you know, like with like WandaVision or like you know who's the power broker? You know, or, like, who's – I don't know if you've seen uh, Hawkeye, but, like, who's the big boss? Like, who's that – who's the fat man? You know, it, it's nothing like that. It's just pure storytelling, you know, without the need for, like, smoke and mirrors and tricks to keep us, to keep us like, interested and guessing,
1: yeah, yeah, you know?
0: Yeah. Um, can we talk about some of, like, these really small, annoying plot points?
1: Uh, hundred percent, yes.
0: Um, I did not know, I mean, I don't know, you kind of work for, would you consider your employer like a media company kind of, right?
1: Uh, kind of, I guess, yeah.
0: How do you How do you pay for the rights to have your media company shown on every uh, screen in Times Square? Like, how much do you think that costs <laughs> to have the That's exclusive rights? That's
1: a multi-million dollar campaign, I think, yeah. Right,
0: yeah, and yeah. it's they're just a website. It's just yeah. daily, they're not even a .com, they're .net. And yeah. they're able to broadcast in Times Square, and I get pandemic. I i you know?
1: this is tickling me that you're that's your that's your first
0: cry. That you just I like, literally
1: it, I'm just like wait what can we talk about? That?
0: And like, like the I, listen, plot point. I've been in you and I have both been in Times Square many a time, and not willingly. It's like the worst place on earth. It's so cramped, but like I've also never heard audio there. There's no speakers to uh, go with those screens.
1: Uh, hold on, I I, mm, I feel like it's just ads. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm just going to let you finish, finish this
0: off. And okay. No, that that's just, that's all. And also like, I love that there's just like a Tony Stark 3d printer that just, it doesn't just design things. It's, it's like, you, you can be like, oh, um fix this
1: and it's like des- done done Dun. we're done yeah you yeah know. yeah which is why i'm like he needs to live in a world where yes. that's not happening and that will probably be much interesting more interesting it's just we've gotten so used to the tony star gadgety things of it all and i think also this movie reminded me of like okay actually i love iron man i love like don't get me mm-hmm. wrong um <laughs> but there's something I love about. And we're gonna go back to my uh my hero, uh Chris Evans' is Captain America, but you know like that famous elevator scene.
0: Yeah, of course. Is,
1: but and like and like the way he uses his body and like what's around him to like knock out his villains versus like Iron Man like flying in with his drones and like you know like zapping. <laughs> That's not the word that I
0: probably. It's definitely be using. not zapping.
1: Um. But yeah. So anyways, I I just. I feel, like, very strongly about that. But um, I want to say that the plot, like, so you know how this movie could have just ended is if he were to, if he just asked, like, Doctor Strange, like, hey, can you just get rid of what Mysterio yep. said? Right? Yep. Like, and so obviously you wouldn't have a movie if, like...
0: It'd just be 150 minutes of credits.
1: Yes, um which is great because a lot of people work on these movies but but i think that also just goes to show you again thus proving this point that like peter parker is a stupid 17 year old high schooler like you know yeah. what i mean like he is so good and smart but like he's also a young boy who can't think or just isn't looking at the big picture things um but like my question for you is like again this is this we wouldn't have a movie if this didn't happen sure like, sure sure isn't dr strange supposed to be super good at his job like
0: yeah I just, yeah exactly I'm like,
1: yes I know Peter's like literally throwing all these names at you as you're like trying to conjure up this like spell but like no
0: but wouldn't you be like hey you being this is...
1: distracted yeah and, and
0: not only that but like w- like okay Jen if you and I are gonna make plans and not you know not as uh consequential as like erasing people's memories right but if you and I are gonna make a plan and you know we have friends who don't think ahead, right? And they just do stuff. But for the most part, if you're competent enough to save half the universe, as Doctor Strange says, you should be competent enough to be like, okay, here's what's going to happen. Do you want to do this? Here's my thing, is if you were able to... If you know you're able to do this spell, but, like, he says, okay, except this person. This person will remember it. Oh, okay, and except this person. This person will remember it. If that is possible what did you ask before casting the spell who do you want to remember you
1: can you just think about everything because once i start doing this you can't change you cannot
0: stop or can
1: i go into a different room and do this and not do it in front of you like yeah like i literally was just like so frustrated by that scene but not necessarily at peter because we all know once again we've established peter is dumb and i'm not saying i mean he's not dumb but like he's just he's a boy he's He's impulsive He's, yeah, he's impulsive. He's a teenager. What 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 are you going to say to that? But, like, Doctor Strange, man, like, you're better than this. And, like, it just <laughs> made him look, like, so bad. And, like, he kept coming back around. And I was just like, this movie doesn't make you look great. Like, honestly. And I'm you're getting your own movie, I'm sure, like obviously all of the stuff's interconnected and like you'll redeem yourself in your own movie but like i was literally like go away you're ruining this um yeah i also about stuff yeah
0: i also like could not understand like okay so these villains from the from the sony verse right are able to find peter so quickly but tom holland and andrew garfield need ned to accidentally find Mm them mm -hmm, in mm order because they're like yeah i've been looking for your friend it's like But you're you're also Spider Man.
1: Yeah, yeah. So like
0: and and you've been how many days have you been unsuccessful? Like how's that even possible? You know? Like I just especially if like if these news if these helicopters from like channel seven ABC News are able to find him within seconds, but like you're a superhero and you couldn't find him over the course of a week or days or however long. I don't know, that was kinda like whatever. But I get it, like you you need to have them show up at the last third of the of the movie instead of, you know, like, right, right. there. Yeah. Um, also, like, speaking of uh, of the other spider man what a redemption for Andrew Garfield. Can we talk about Andrew Garfield?
1: Yes, I want to talk about Andrew Garfield so badly. Um, so, again, I don't remember his versions of the movies, but I know that, like, they were, you know, somewhat panned and, like, not necessarily. The first one was solid. The first one was solid. Um, but, you know, it kills me because I think... Out of all of them, and I, I'm pretty sure Toby McGuire and like Tom Holland both like love being Spider Man and like truly enjoy their jobs, or they're doing a really good job on press tours. But like, I think Andrew Garfield really, really, really loved being Spider Man, and he's and he, about loves it. Spider-Man.
0: He, and he loves, loves Spider Man, like, he loves
1: Spider Man, like he was like the ultimate like fan, becoming like a like getting the dream part and all that stuff, right? And then he gets stuck with one of the most panned movies in the franchise and then also like got kind of just like the short end of the stick right like
0: yeah I like agree.
1: they just and and maybe that was one of his that was his reason for wanting to come back and play this but like when he rescues mj like oh uh. uh,
0: uh.
1: he's so good he's so i emotional. know have you
0: seen the scene where he he kills gwen stacy
1: um, no, I haven't seen it recently.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, because that, I mean, oh, but you know that that's the redemption. Yes, him, yes, yes, right? yes. Okay, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah. that, I'll be honest, that scene in his movie is incredibly comic accurate. That's what happens in the actual comics with him again, mm. and Gwen Stacy, you know? Um So, yeah, no, he, he is, I don't want to say the best Spider-Man, but he's the best actor, I think, out of the three in being spider and being like spider-man i
1: i don't i mean i don't I, honestly I, i think i need to go rewatch all the spider-mans to agree or disagree with you mm-hmm. um but i think they all just bring different
0: they do different bring something different for sure for things
1: sure. right which is great um so i feel like i feel like toby Maguire is like the most awkward like like he brings an awkward energy to Spider Man that I think is just kind of endearing and like, um, I don't know. I, I I think he he perfectly captures like like Peter Parker's like I don't know like personal struggles and through the You're talking about movies, Toby, right? Mm hmm. Through through the three movies, like you just kind of see that's so funny the social awkwardness. As, yeah. Of uh, him as a he's young not man, smooth, and smooth, he's not cool. He's not supposed yes, to be. You yes, yes. But then you see him kind of grow as the movies get the sequels and stuff like that, right? Um, with Andrew Garfield, I don't remember him. I just remember him like, like does he like skateboard around? Am I just making that up?
0: No, no. He he skippers. He's a little too cool to be Peter Parker, yeah, but he's like so a he perfect.
1: he is like yes. He's perfect and Spider-Man he's, though. Yes, he's very like kind of like cool, right? Like
0: he's like I mean I'm not saying like Toby and like Tom Holland are not handsome like they obviously are, but like Andrew Garfield I when he's when he's Peter Parker is like just entirely because the thing going for Tom Holland is that like he's so young, right? I so,
1: think Tom Holland's Spider Man is the perfect teenage.
0: Peter yeah. Parker. Oh, a hundred percent. hundred Like he has that boyish
1: oh, charm. He you know like, what? Like, yeah.
0: The thing, the thing you're me of is like, Andrew Garfield was just too old. Also. Yeah. Like he, he was, was 28 like, what, playing like, a 16-year-old. Yeah. You yeah, know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I have heard rumors, and oh, I, I forgot to confirm for you because I, I asked you. I was like, oh, hey, you know, I had heard some, some rumors and some leaks. Some months ago about the movie, can I confirm them with you? This is after you'd watch it before I'd watch it, and you're like, no. And I was like, okay. <laughs> um, but it was right. No, I had read uh, a leak. It was there were like four leaks, maybe like I want to say like three four months ago, and three of them were super wrong, but one of them was right on the money about like May dying and um, like what the the plot of the movie would be. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I actually was not surprised at all, and I was like, "Damn it, it happened again. I keep doing this where i, I I'll read these these like leaks, and some of them are some of them are like right right on the yeah, nose, yeah, yeah you know um but yeah, i you know i think for for me like everything in this movie was earned, all the cameos all the like nothing you, you said before something about fan service do you remember what you said? It was something about like this was like the ultimate or the best ultimate- use
1: Yeah, the ultimate fan service tying all the three, like, franchises together. And, like, it would have been enough for this to have been a fan service as an end to Tom Holland's era of Spider-Man, whether he comes back or not. But, like, literally, I think this just kind of wraps up all of them together and, like, creates a world in which they all... Like, you know, we talk about the multiverse and stuff, but, like, to be able to have done that, like, in this way, I just... I don't know. Like I'm just like this is probably as much as it's like a cinematic feat, like I think it's a production feat. Like yeah. I literally cannot get over how they got everybody together and like not even just the Spider-Man's like you can't like bring back like Al- like Alfred Molina's version of like Octonaut, but like not What really did you just himself. call him? I don't know. What is he? What is he?
0: Octonaut? What is he? Dr. He? Octopus?
1: Dr. Octopus. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Um, but you can't bring back his version and not, like, William, like, like, you can't have, like, like you said, like, have a different actor play, like, William, so, like, every single person's schedule sort of had to, like, match up, and, like, from a production standpoint, I'm just like, what a feat, like, honestly, I, I just, kudos to... I mean, you know, this is what happens when you have billions of dollars to spend on a movie, and, like, you can kind of ensure all of that happening, but even even so, like, um, it's a lot of actors and crew to juggle, yeah. In. Yeah. Um, and also plot lines, too, right? Like, they had to, like, kind of rework Doctor Strange, because this was supposed to be released after Doctor Strange, and... Yeah, um, that,
0: to me, was the most, like, uh, that, to me, was, like, the most impressive part, that they made a movie this coherent and I mm-hmm. I know you and I like talk about the plot points and like things that don't make sense or whatever, but um still it was this coherent despite having to write it on the fly because Sony refused to work on Marvel's timetable. Yeah. You know, and I, yep. I that that to me I, I know maybe we shouldn't grade things on a curve, but that's kind of why Another factor as to why I am so like lenient on the plot points because it's like you know some people don't have to work with that hurdle and yeah, still yeah. have like a convoluted plot, yeah, you know but yeah th- the, like the for me that's like the technical achievement part of it um and I just feel like uh, it can't be stated enough just like how difficult yes. that must have must, that yes. must have been yes. and, you know for, yeah, and with like your fan service point, it's like. I think we've all seen things that are like fan service for the sake of fan service or like nostalgia for the sake of nostalgia. And just to like, and, and you know, we see this in movies all the time. It's like, we're just going to play the hits because, mm-hmm. and hopefully that's, en- I mean, this is like the worst example, but like Ghostbusters afterlife. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like, and I know that's like deeply personal for like, um, like the Reitman family. Like I, I, I totally, I totally get that, you know, like the whole father son taking over the mantle and this franchise and stuff. But it's like, it, it feels like it's so dependent on the fan service. Whereas in this movie, it's like, it's not really dependent on fan service. It instead it is utilizing fan service for a, a, a much deeper, um, for something like much deeper than just fan service for fan service. Yes, and I think yeah. that only happens when you have this kind of outside the box
1: thinking. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. hundred yeah, percent, you know, bow at the altar of Kevin Feige and his like minions. But um, <laughs> do you have any other parting thoughts?
0: No, I think I think I think that that's it. I think okay. that's it.
1: Um, shout out to Ned and MJ and Zendaya and um, Jacob Batalon, I think like I love them. Like I think they perfectly encapsulate.
0: <laughs> Wait, can, we, can we talk? Yeah. Ab- can we just talk about some lines, really quick? Yes. When, because I, I I didn't think of this until you talked about Ned, but when he goes up to Tom Holland after when Toby when when Ned asks Toby, did you have a best friend? like a man in the chair, and Toby's like, yeah, I had a best friend. He died in my arms after he tried to kill me, and that traumatizes Ned, and he goes over to Tom Holland, and it's like, I promise I will never become a supervillain that tries to kill you. And Tom Holland's like, what are you talking about? I don't know
1: what you're saying, and also I'm busy.
0: Or when, um, oh, go ahead, go ahead.
1: Wait, does that, do you think, I've seen that like, float around in terms of like, could he be the next like, villain or whatever? Like, is that (sighs) a possibility?
0: I, you know, I think it's one of those things where it's, like, the audiences now are so smart. If they were to do that, they would be zigging and not zagging. And I think okay. what Marvel likes to do is zag a lot. Yeah. You know, um, they're not going to give the audience exactly what they – what the audience, like, wants and, and thinks should happen.
1: Yeah. You know,
0: they, they, they're they just not, I think. I mean, I could be wrong. But just, like, historically speaking, Marvel likes to zag, and that doesn't feel like a zag. To me, I mean, who knows? Maybe in a few movies we'll feel differently about it. Um, the other thing is when, uh you know, because everyone's in a Spider-Man suit except for Toby, right? And then when they when they are ready to, like, go fight, Andrew Garfield— I don't know why I thought that was so funny, but when Andrew Garfield was like, oh, are you going to put on a Spider-Man suit or are you just going to go dressed as, like, a cool youth pastor? I, I, mean, the, I think it's uh, funny, audience,
1: as you audience, and I know, yeah. what youth pastors. No, like I very mean, but, okay. familiar with so what that's you Okay, I thought like. yeah, I yeah. thought that
0: was very specific to like a specific section of like audiences, but the entire yeah, audience yeah. laughed yeah. at that, and I was like, yeah. "Oh, I guess that's kind of like a mainstream thing that people know about now."
1: I yes, guess. yes. You know, um, I know you're totally right. Like I just think, and like him, like um, with the back problems, and like Andrew Garfield kind of like <sighs> with his back, like <sighs> it just everything was so perfectly like. True to who they are as characters. Yeah, right? yeah. And I don't know. Like I just I, I don't know. I just thought it was just so good. Um can we talk about one more thing before we sure. wrap this up and, and not listen to a two hour podcast? So uh the one cameo and appearance that we haven't talked about is a very short one, but it's the appearance of um I don't remember his like human name, but Daredevil.
0: Oh, Matt Murdoch, yeah. Matt Murdoch.
1: And what that means in terms of, like, marrying some of the
0: The Daredevil, Marvel
1: characters that appear in the Netflix television world. So not MCU, like, not cinematic universe, but, like, they kind of just exist in a different sort of realm, right? And, like, bringing them into the fold. And I feel like that's something that, like, Marvel fans have asked about or, like, kind of, like, thought about. And, like, I feel like this is the first... Kind of real step into doing that, and again, it's it's a very small appearance, but like I feel like it really does then open up the possibility, or open up this like door to, like yes, these all these characters all sort of exist in the same way, and here's the first visual proof of that. And do what do with that what they will, but like yeah, like I I just like I I feel like that, like that's the first time the audience in my theater like lost it, like lost it. And mm. I was, like, I kind of know that, like, and I, like, I have just, like, after the movie, I started watching Daredevil, which I'm kind of into, but, like, I I haven't watched the Daredevil Jessica Jones is of the, like, I just, I haven't, like, really gone deep into that rabbit hole, so, uh-huh. but, like, seeing everybody sort of, like, lose their minds over this very, very short cameo, like, I thought was, like, indicative of, like, how much, like, people have like either wanted this to happen or like now it's opened up like possibilities for them to think about so just wanted your
0: take on that yeah you know i think i think it's great he's 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 a great daredevil i think uh it's kind of like tbd right now because neither marvel nor any of the actors from the daredevil tv show have been able to confirm whether it's like it, it, you know is it like J. Jonah Jameson where it's like the same actor playing the same character but the MCU version mm-hmm. or is that Netflix show did that actually happen in the MCU mm-hmm. and I think um, I mean I'm sure Feige knows but he has not revealed the cards to us yet so yeah. it's kind of TBD at the moment all I know is like that actor playing that character is great so it might just be uh, – they might be able to do things where they just pick and choose which stuff is, like – it's kind of like a Venn diagram. Like some stuff happened just in Netflix. Some stuff that happened on those Netflix shows we will, like, bring over, but we will get to pick and choose, you know? Yeah. Um. So I, I think it was great. I Again, that was, like, another plot point for me that didn't make sense. which was just, like, okay, he clearly shows that he's Daredevil because he catches that brick, yeah. right? Yeah. Um. But then with all this, like, chaos going on in New York, he's, like – I'm stuck at work. You know what I mean. I'm yeah, in yeah. law. You know, yeah. I can't help Spidey, even though I know you're Spider Man.
1: Is that your you know? impression of
0: him? <laughs> I, it's that's a bad impression, but yes. Um. So yeah, but but yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see like where they go with that. Cause yeah, that was yeah. at least the first season was 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 very good, and he's a dope character.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I'm excited and who will see. Who who knows? Maybe he'll be in
0: Doctor Strange. I don't know. Yeah. Um, okay. I I think I think that I think that's it. I think we've covered it. Yeah? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Great job I, by us. I
1: mean, I'm sure there's gonna be things that like I will think of after and
0: be like, Oh, I'm it, sure but, like, I actually have a thing I'm going to send you now. Okay. <laughs> you don't wanna talk it. about it? No, it's not really it's uh the the audio medium is not for it. it's okay essentially it's like it goes back to the conversation we had about spider-man captain america mm-hmm. and in the original civil war run back in like oh, man, it must have been like 2010 or 2011 or whatever um there's like a conversation spider-man has with captain america and i'm gonna send to you this is this was the genesis for me being like oh maybe in the mcu like he's supposed to be the next captain america like at least sp- spiritual successor not like actual successor because that's like the falcon yeah game, you know yeah. um But, yeah, I'll I'll send you that. Um, But, yeah, I I think if that's it, uh, we will be back next time. I think we have some, like, uh, some cool ideas, you know, cooking in the kitchen on, like, what our next podcast is going to be about. Um, But, yeah, until then, remember to rate, review, subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, wherever you get uh, this podcast. You want to say bye, Jen?
1: Bye, everyone. Have a good rest of the year. And see you in 2022. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. All right.